Greetings, folks. Welcome to the Lost Remote Podcast. I'm here with Zach and Arthur. My name is Brian. And today we're going to pick up where Basket Case left off with Basket Case 2. Now, last we left the uh, Bradley brothers, they uh, fell to their apparent doom. But that does not appear to be the case, for they were just severely injured picked up by the cops and taken to the hospital, and then a media frenzy followed. And watching the news was Granny Ruth, who is an advocate for various types of uh, unique individuals. She seeks to uh, collect the Bradley brothers from the hospital. She didn't have to do much work because they already escaped. And they were taken back to her place where they spent time healing and getting to know themselves and just really getting to heal both physically and mentally. Dwayne, seeing his opportunity to take a life for himself, to maybe go into a uh, life of normalcy, plans on leaving. But those plans are shattered when a zealous reporter looking for the brothers discovers them and in turn is about to discover the cult of chromosomal catastrophes waiting in the house. Dwayne decides to stay and fight as it is said in the movie. How will things work out? Will they succeed in defending the Solidarity and uh, solitaire of the home, or will they be discovered by the public at large? Gentlemen, old habits die hard. For Belial, what do you think? So, uh, I'm immediately going to jump in, and I was very disappointed with the change of look of Belial. He no longer looks like a meat wad. Instead, now he looks like a set of human testicles with a deformed face and arms. Uh, That was pretty... I thought that did that for you. (laughs) I thought that was your type. (laughs) And he even has a butt, apparently, now. (laughs) Oh, I missed the butt. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Was that during the lovemaking? Not to get ahead of ourselves? no. Now it's. I think he's when he's jumping the photographer when he breaks into the house. Yeah, he's wrestling mm-hmm. on somebody, and you can see a little bit of a. Yeah, now I know what you're talking. Now, I, <laughs> I mean, with a little bit more of a budget, I guess, or any form of a budget, they did a little more design on Belial to make him more expressive. I mean, he had more of a movie to carry. It felt like. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't I just... say changes in a positive way but you know well since we're talking about the design uh, zach i agree with you entirely but what i did like was uh, the one scene where they got the actor who plays Dwayne. do you remember the scene where they actually suited him up and he was laughing yeah that was, was laughing. yeah that was the creepiest looking part <laughs> and i can't believe they didn't do that more often it looks so good to me yeah, Belial. In that in that scene, Belial was the close up on the just the face or whatever when he's laughing. That was great, yeah. and there was some more of it. But it, I just it was you know I liked the claymate the claymation look that they had in in the original basket case, and uh, I thought it worked better for the creature design to me. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, that's not to say there weren't some other fantap, uh, fantastic looking creatures in this movie as well. Like, you know, over when the they top. Get, yeah, you go to, to to Granny Ruth's, you get a guy that can eat your, uh, you know, if you went to a restaurant with him, he'd be eating everybody's meal at the same time with them teeth. <laughs> I, the uh, the wealth of freaks. Let's go ahead and use the term freaks, uh, or what did they use in in the movie? Unique individuals. Okay, yeah. the, that's what that's what Granny. I mean, this isn't like a normal as. freak show thing. We're talking everyone's face looks like the uh, the Moon Man from McDonald's commercials. It felt like you remember there's like actually the, a Moon Man. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. I mean, that's I I wonder if they didn't grab the head from the set of the McDonald's commercials when it was done and just add some you know extra form to it. But the it also reminded me of some of the creature design from like the Swamp Thing movie. Uh, um, I know there was like a snout guy on there that it yeah. kind of reminded me of, but or the Giver. Oh, man, I've only seen minutes of the Giver. Ooh, I, I love that movie. Okay, well let's let's get it on the list sometime. Oh, right, all right. I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, uh. uh Arthur, I gotta be honest, them, huh? When you call them the freaks, though, Granny Ruth would have taken you out just like the guy who is all excited. A hundred smackers, a hundred smackers. Oh my goodness! A hundred dollars. I, I enjoyed that guy, and I really enjoyed the comeuppance with uh, when Belial gets introduced to him when he because he has the fake Belial skeleton. Well, I, I remember telling Arthur because this is the first time viewing for Arthur and I told him there's a bit of a tonal shift in the movie. What did you, what did you feel that as well or am I just crazy? I Yeah, there's obviously a tonal shift, but honestly this just gave me nothing that I was looking for from a sequel to Basket Case and from a movie from Hen and Lauder. Uh mm-hmm. what and that's not just the problem of tone like he could have gone as nutty as he wanted to, but it's like this weird, it's so weird to say it, but this movie felt safe. Uh, It almost felt like I expect maybe our garbage pail kid viewing might be. It just, there's, there's some weird creatures, but they never say or do much. Everything kind of pulls away whenever you think more is going to happen. I, yeah. I was amazingly bored throughout this. And that's the first time I've experienced that with Hen and Lauder. And that's only, I guess, just four movies from him. But several of his are just like those ones where you watch it and you go, I got to have somebody else see this because what the heck did I just watch? And I go back to an interview with him when... They made Basket Case. The MPAA was going to give it the first S rating. They said they were going to rate it S for shit. Uh, You know, which is just to say how wild a movie it was and how absurd. And there's this line he says when he's talking to Joe Bob about this. I was watching the interview from 92 on the uh, from the movie channel. And he goes, he talks about something about, you know, Henenlotter's a, a great character. And he talks about, you know, my experience with the MPAA, every time I hand him a movie, they just say, cut it. 
You know, they don't even like start to give notes. They just say, like, you got to start cutting it. And he mentions this throwaway line. He's like, actually, this one was our. It's the only, you know, I didn't have to do anything for it. And that that should tell you something. This wasn't Frank's normal type of movie. Yeah. Um, there's a few things that are kind of something, but it just, it didn't have, we talked about the first Basket Case movie. What happened in the first two or three minutes? You know, you set the tone, Belial attack, like crazy scene right off the stop. That was one of the things we called out. It was like, this movie got to business. Yeah. I know sequels are tough, but I, I didn't love, I, I, maybe the whole thing that threw me off is I'm missing, uh, our main dude's hairdo. I, oh, I think I'm I thought that was proven. I thought, I thought they really brought that under control. <laughs> <laughs> you can see you could, he looked like he had a normal head. I missed the hair. He, he looked like I missed Ugg Wayne's Critters hair. 4 now. Do what? <laughs> he looked like Ugg and Critters 4 now. With the <sighs> so, so needless to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you guys guide a little more of this. I just never got into it. I, yeah, that, no, that, that's I understandable. I, I don't, this, it doesn't feel that it has a particular direction it wants to go for part of it. It feels like it's trying to be, um, you know, a lighter or maybe a lot sillier. And uh, which is, oh, yeah. it took a good. One, yeah, but it's a 180. And like we were talking about the tone and the pacing and everything as the first movie, it's just, it, it has the same characters, but it's not telling anywhere close to the same style of story, really. Yeah. And again, you know. I, 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 I was ready to accept sillier and wackier, but I don't think it ever like got that right. Well, I'll say this. Basket Case 3 is an improvement. I, the trailer for Basket Case 3 looked fun. It, look at the special... Or what, what, what were they? The Unique People. The unique, unique people, people yeah. look like they have a lot more, uh, shall we say, personality. Mm, yes. Uh, see that. See that's like. Remember, Zach, you said that the the third one was the first one I I had you watch, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was specifically for that scene on the bus. Yeah, but it was. It was. There, like, dude, there, there gonna, was they, they, these people sing personality. That's, I think it's because I was singing it. I think what ca- happened was I started singing it at one point. In a weird way, the way they do it, because and you've got, rah, 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 rah. and um, and Zach's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, you, oh, well, I'll show you." <laughs> but yeah, it looked like they got a chance to shine. I was, I was actually really excited when we get to meet them, and then they didn't do much, you know, like they, they really didn't do anything, because they just kind of. They, they're like a group of kids, really, honestly, when there's a fight going on. They're all circled around it. They're all wanting, you know, Bilal to beat up this one person, but they're not going to get involved in that in any way, shape, or form. They're just going to sit and watch. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the way I felt about it. Like, even the detective, they they back him into the room, back him in, you know, the detective meets with Dwayne, trying to convince him to flip on his brother and flip on all the other people in the house. Uh, I don't know if that was a detective. No. That was... Uh... Well, he... He was a detective, private detective, news manager. Not the no, the news manager is not who went in there. That was that was a, a private detective. Because they, she wasn't going to give the story to the news manager. Well, I just assumed he was a, a photographer. Yeah. Anyway, but he, the the guy that Dwayne meets in the bar, and they set it up 
and he is completely not observant as he walks in with these masks. So I will say that's my favorite, probably my favorite scene of the movie. And it's just because how ridiculous all the oddities look with their mask on. Like the one, has, you know, we got the rock in there with this, doing the eyebrow above his mask with his eye. Um, we've got, uh, you know, one of the Harry Potter goblins escaped and, you know, grew. Yep. <laughs> Which is no, supposed to be yeah, rad, like but... <laughs> do you think it's just like they didn't have the ability to make him that expressive, so they try to kind of hide him in scenes? It just I, felt like they should drive more. I well, think they, they, I think like uh, I I think I can explain this movie's real purpose. This was almost like a setup for the third one. It, it's almost it's almost in the category of Hellraiser and Hellraiser Two. Yeah, they really should be watched together. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, you're completely right on that, Brian. Because like yeah. we talked about, this the third one comes out within a year of this one, so yeah. it's you know. And the, the, there's even stuff in the third one that is set up in this movie. Not going to say what until we get to the third one, but uh, yeah, I, it's. I, go ahead. There's there's themes like you know Dwayne's acceptance of who he is eventually. Whatever path that takes is great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like that. But at the same time, one of the things that was so strong, and I know he, I guess he revolted again. I have to think more about the ending of one. Like he was pretty done with the relationship, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah. him having to work so long through it made sense. But I just, I really liked more of the first, just how much he looked after his brother yeah um the love interest here was a good play uh for both th of them i guess <laughs> i think i think uh during the conversation in the shed where belial starts laughing at Dwayne because Dwayne is talking about how he has a chance with a four normal life with uh susan yes and they're going to go off and we can be normal together. And I think Belial's quite aware of what Susan's secret is at that point. And that's why he's yeah. laughing. I think it is too. I, uh, but when you watch it, you don't realize why he's laughing. I mean, cause yeah. you kind of take it like, Oh, he's laughing cause he's never going to let his brother leave. Or yeah. You yeah. Know, it, it's a creepy kind of scene. It is. It is actually my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. It's, it's not a violent scene. It's just creepy because but, it looks so good too. Well, having having it, that guy's actual head in there, articulating Belial's face is probably the best effect of Belial in the whole movie, as far as I'm concerned. You didn't like when Belial got the hungover red eyes and possessed mm -hmm. Dwayne at the beginning of the no, movie? No, I didn't. The, no, I, I didn't. I can't either. stand the look of Belial in this movie. I believe it's improved in the third one. Like they 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 clean up the uh, effect. He he his design overall is pretty much the same, but they clean up the face of him a lot in the third one. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look like they just cut a hole in the mouth and let that be. I like Granny. Granny uh, Granny goodness, as I like yeah, to call. Yeah, I was calling her Granny goodness in my head too. Yep. Um. She definitely would fit that bill. Does she voice <laughs> Granny Goodness in the uh, Justice League stuff? No. Holy That's cow! So man, that voice she's is... from Superman Three. 
She's okay. she's in the most huh? Okay. Dude, Superman three, she's uh you know at the end when she gets like all the metal put around her face, one of the creepiest things that shows up in a movie that like isn't supposed to be in horror a horror movie, she gets turned yeah. into like basically brainiac at the end. <laughs> like a techno virus transformation. She's great in Superman three. Um the non oh, dude, let's watch Superman three sometime. <laughs> okay. That's gonna happen. Well, you can throw it out there whenever you like, I guess. I yeah. I will. Okay. I really will. We're gonna okay. I'm gonna add that to the list. So anyway, <laughs> all right. So Brian, how does this how does this uh you've probably watched this more than anybody, right? Here. Yes. How does this, this hold the, up for you? The, well, as you can tell from I I don't like this one as much at all. Um, like I said, it's a good setup for the third one. Yeah. Third one isn't as good if this one doesn't exist, which is a shame because this one isn't, you know, up to par. It's like you got Basket Case, which is awesome, right? And then it just kind of dives for number two, and then we get a we get a we get a we get it pulled back up a bit, not back to the level of the first one but it's still an improvement so if you don't mind a, a bit of a dip you know a deep valley in this trilogy uh it's it's an okay trilogy like i said so <laughs> i know i've talked about this the last couple of weeks i uh on the on the lost drive-in archives that are getting resurrected They've got a night on Movie Channel where they showed Basket Case 1 and 2, and Frank's there as a guest, and then they show footage from Basket Case 3. And when, I, like I said, I saw the trailer with that, and I'm back in. I really didn't care for it. Like, I was so bored. Like, mm -hmm. stuff can be bad and can be fun. This was just so... Lukewarm, I, but I'm willing. I'm willing and ready to go and watch the third, which says something about just like Hen and Lauder's weirdness and yeah. the the charm that happens in these. I don't know. Yeah, I just I wish this one was a little bit better. Obviously, I just it. I don't know exactly. I mean, what are you going to do? It's it's what it is. It's just... I mean, you go away for 10 years, you come back, and yeah. it, maybe it doesn't hit. I get it. Yeah, um, so yeah. there's there's some things in this that I really kind of like. They fall into the, the I want to say, the hokey, uh, you know, I guess, oddity movie. Well, we got the reporter, and, you know, she's going to get sent out for a million dollars. What happens if I find him? Do I get the million bucks? What million bucks, you know, yeah. where her editors already mm. looking to screw her and just pretty much tells her straight out front. And then, I mean, there's, there's some stuff in it. That's okay. Like, I mean, just some of the conversations, granny Ruth, uh, she talks out of both sides of her mouth when she's dealing with Belial. She, uh, you know, she sends Belial to kill the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, roadside carnival guy who's just using paper mache and, you know, BS for his oddities and they're not, none of them are real. 
And then she tells him in the next scene where he's in it, you can't rip people's faces off because you're upset with them. You know, yeah. I, I love that. Exactly, and she... Zach. And there's good life lessons okay. in here. I, I gotta say, when I when I when I was doing the intro for this movie, I didn't say cult just for the alliteration. This is a cult, one way one way or another. And damn it, Granny Ruth is the leader. Yeah. There's even the rallying scene where they have a nice mm-hmm. little, like it's very ritualistic. She's got a robe on. She goes up to the attic and she's ra- you know, rallying the troops, get them nice and riled up. And it's it it that's that seems to have not been something that paid off to me. I feel like when a scene like that is in a movie like this, the body count needs to be higher. Yeah, that's yeah. why I talk about it. it's very safe for a Henenlotter movie. I don't the body count and victims after she makes that speech is a grand total of three that they attack, right? They get mm-hmm. the photographer, which she warned him he was coming in. They get the guy that the detective or the uh, reporter goes to, detective, whatever he is, that they kill in the bar. And then they get the journalist. That's it. That's the whole. Re- and, you know, it's not like they're actually really trying to hide. Like, she acts so surprised that they found... You're hiding in on Stanton Island. And you're not really going... You know, you're right there outside of the city. You're not that really trying to hide. And yeah. I think that was her whole, her whole point. She was trying to hide in plain sight. And the creepy dude in town, really... Uh, he didn't take much of a hint. The guy that owned the bar with uh, Susan... Why do y'all never invite me out for dinner? I invite y'all to have a drink. You think you're better than me. Your grandma loves them freaks, you know? It's like, wow. How He's long just trying to guy... make money. Yeah, how long has he been trying to get in that house? <laughs> well, he hadn't. He's been trying to get them to come to his bar. <laughs> He's I, like, they went. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah. I, well, he probably was, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to assume because there was no on-screen death of that guy. Either that was cut. Or he's just making some bank, you know. They rented it out for a private party. And he's like, he's "Damn, survived just finally. like uh, the one dude from Squirm. Quincy." Yeah, so Quincy did not survive in Squirm. Yeah, he did. I didn't see any. Well, potato. Everybody potato. that's watched Squirm knows there's no survivors, uh, except for the survivors. I'm talking about the people that watched it. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think that guy. Was would have been totally okay. It's like the, this yeah. is going to be, that's the kind of customer base you really want for a bar, to be the bar they only go to, and it's just going to be money coming in. All it's constant money. It's safe money. <laughs> and you know nobody's going to come in there and try to start some shit. You know he he, he was not. I don't think he would have been had a problem because he obviously knew what was up because he did mention. Yeah. So yeah, he was looking for that place to be the freak bar. Which is always a good move. Yes. Like, I would go to that bar. And hang out with the dude from the McDonald's commercials. Hang out with the dude from Hellraiser. Um, what, other, what other freaks are there? Because the one with the sunglasses reminds me of the Hellraiser one. Um, there were some good looks in there. I, there, you know, there was so... sloth. There was extreme sloth. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. eye, eye was a little off-kilter. Poor one out. Granny goodness passed away last summer. Uh-huh. Personality. So pros, a little <laughs> bit of creature design, cons for me, pretty much everything else. Yeah. I like Some... the ending. 
some of the creature design I thought was also a con. Not all of it. Like yeah, I was like, what's the deal kind. with the gargoyle, man? Yeah, I like I like the gargoyle. Yeah, in a different movie. <laughs> oh, like I know. Yeah, it didn't make sense, but yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, I, you know, right off the bat when, <laughs> and it's something that made me laugh when uh, Bilal gets it possesses Dwayne to take him out of the hospital, and Dwayne's walking out carrying a cart with Bilal in it, a uh, overcoat that he stole from somebody, and his hospital gown with not he didn't take the shit off his head covering up his wounds or you know as his broken arm and leg, and I just. Again, we have the most observant people. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> you're just in a rush. Confidence <laughs> is always key, Zach. Mm-hmm. And and the journalist is uh, you know, she doesn't have a keen eye for news because he walks right by her as she's trying to bribe her way in. She's busy. <laughs> yeah. You know there was a lot of noise coming from that. <laughs> that <laughs> car. She's walking down the hall. But yeah, I mean, no, the third one is, um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but Brian's right. The third one is a better movie and it actually is a step up. And that's, you know, usually when Big you go time. in trilogies or see, or a series, you, you see the downfall, but you very rarely ever see the kick up. And so that was pretty step nice. Up. That's a good movie too. Oh, Arthur. Do we have more to talk about this? Are there themes to explore, Brian? (laughs) I'm I'm done with it. (laughs) Well, I mean... (sighs) We talk about the end, the big picnic. Well, yeah, I guess the big... I mean, we haven't talked much about the plot. I mean, mean, other than my intro. Folks, you know, uh, if you haven't guessed uh, Zach telling the kill count, they succeed in remaining hidden. Uh, and then at the end, but that's not the only death. No. One of the members of the uh, cult dies. She's the only other person that looks and appears to be normal. And Dwayne's got a thing for her. Comes to find out she's anything but normal because she's got a baby inside of her, if you will. I don't. Do they do they say how long the baby's been in there? For six years. There you go. <laughs> Which <the> usually, <laughs> yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, it's usually not how it works. The baby is like some weird, tiny T Rex, and uh, good luck putting your thing it's, in there. It's a xenomorph head, man. <laughs> yeah, but it also had those tiny little arms. If you saw, them. I know, I saw. Them. Also had yeah. arms because it reached out for me. For me, arms. <laughs> I can't wait to get wait. a look at this thing. <laughs> Have you or any of your family ever been diagnosed schizophrenic? <laughs> we I had a doctor who thought he was St. Jerome. We are quickly approaching an episode where we'll be talking about that. So, yeah, no. so but yes, it, when it reveals, Susan reveals that she's been pregnant for six years with a oddity, uh, Dwayne loses it. And pushes her uh, yeah. out of the second-story well, window, kind okay, of. Okay, folks, yeah. <laughs> because we got a, a pair of murderous brothers here, I want to make it clear, this was not an intentional murder. <laughs> this was an accident. <laughs> yeah, it's the um, revolt at thinking he was going to be normal and knowing who he is. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. 
And then meanwhile, I... Belial's getting it on with Eve, who we haven't even discussed. Who's just a little ball of fun like Belial. Yep. And she's got a leg. <laughs> and she knows how to hand. use it. Yeah. And a normal hand, at least one. And uh, they're, they're, while this is going on, Belial's getting his groove thing on with Eve. And it is a, it is a, a pair of wads of flesh just kind of rocking. Well, <laughs> so my question with, do you think Dwayne freaked out kind of similar to uh, how in the first one that when Belial freaked out when Dwayne was having sex and like Dwayne realized that he's well, got that, you know, this is probably that he knows deepest... Belial's getting it on, but then he realizes that Susan's got an, a freak with her, an oddity. And so he just, you know, that's one thing that pushes him over the edge and that he, you know what I'm saying? Because Belial has happiness now, and he doesn't. Yeah, like, let, not folks, fair. this is probably the deepest moment in the entire movie, and it's the last ten minutes. And, um... Yep. What's going on is... Dwayne's starting this conversation with Susan, right? And in the middle of that, Belial begins getting it on with Eve, right? And he senses that. For the first time, and he's like, "Whoa, what was that?" And then, and then, you know, they have a minor discussion between Dwayne and Susan. Susan's like, "Yeah, Blyle's found someone." Blah 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 blah. Now, da, 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 da. now, I got a question for you. During Dwayne's freakout, and it cuts back to Belial. It's hard because they don't articulate Belial's character very well in this scene, which is probably why there's a question. Is Belial, in the throes of passion and pleasure, making those noises because of that, or is it because he is sensing his brothers freaking out in pain while he's having sex? I think it's a combination of the two, Brian. Yeah? I really do. Well, I, I just, I just think Belial doesn't care about, you know, he... he... Uh, uh, he, he... I don't it's think it's not he about cares caring. It's it's about about Dwayne as Dwayne did for him in the first one. You know well, what I mean? He no, still doesn't no. trust him. He he has being, abandonment issues and everything with him. So it's about their link. It, it's not mm -hmm. about caring about his brother's emotions. He still experiences them anyway. So during that scene, he is experiencing Dwayne's despair while <laughs> having. Relations with Eve, so that and and, and it, so it's kind of a weird sitch, you know. I don't. I was kind of curious if any of you felt that might be the case. Yeah, I I kind of thought it was that Bly was feeling, you know, he was overwhelmed with both that uh, Dwayne's uh, panic and grief and his pleasure, but we all know what happens in a horror movie when somebody gets up and starts spinning around. You get away from him because somebody's ass is falling outside. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happens. So Susan, Susan falls to her death. They search the house. For, uh... <laughs> which is which is hilarious watching them <laughs> search the house. I will say that was pretty funny. Arthur, what'd you think about that? You got the rock, you know, running back up and down the hallway, going up the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a shit show. And, yeah, I mean and... it was cute but like i was just checked out during that as i was when yeah. they get to fenway park and king of the monsters i was just <laughs> done hey hey we have we have discussed <laughs> godzilla king of the monsters no i'm just before. saying it was it was that same level of checked out i was yeah, just I checked out 
Yeah. I like when I they got you. the Fenway Park and Eleven set there and waited for all right, the all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, they search the house for Dwayne. Meanwhile, Dwayne has gone ape crap and uh, decided to <laughs> sew himself back to his brother for yep. the end scene gruesomeness. And that's where I, the movie ends. Yeah, I like when together. before he sews, they sew them. Uh, Dwayne sews Belial back to him as he goes up there. He's like, "Can I talk to you for a second?" And whacks him with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh man, the, <laughs> I did like that a lot. <clears throat> like I said, I like the ending. Yeah, I, I like the what it builds to. Yeah, the, these these brothers. Whew. It's going down in number three. You better believe it. Going down for real. Yep. Anyway, yep. That's that's basket case. That's uh, about it there. What a what a thrilling conversation. Uh, <laughs> so I'll ask yeah. Brian. Well, uh, you have to you have to get through this one to get the three. It's right. unfortunate. Sometimes you know. You you have a shitty journey to get to the third one. You get your Freddy's revenge, and then you get <laughs> Dream Warriors. You know. <laughs> Yes. Uh, oh, man. So, Brian, sweet treats. Well, I mean, this one, this one actually stuck <laughs> stuck out to me. I thought it was funny that you you get you, before it's called a tabloid, you get the gist that this is a tabloid based on looking at the office of the newspaper that the reporter works for. That they do UFO this, that, and all this other stuff. So like, oh, it's one of those papers. And I thought it was super funny. I think, I don't know if this was uh, an actual commentary on the media or the news. But uh, I thought, uh, how funny that the uh, paper's name was called Judge and Jury. It's pretty good. Yeah. And they never mention that. It's just shown on the on the glass of the office that the newspaper's name is called Judge and Jury. And uh, that apparently is something that happens no matter what age you live in. Is uh, The news media tends to have a lot they can say about certain situations and everyone just kind of goes with it. And how that back then that was considered tabloid-esque rather than actual uh, journalism and uh, it seems to be almost commonplace. Got to get those clicks. But yep. Buzzfeed, Belial feed. <laughs> which which special creature of Granny's are you? Yeah, take this this question there, this ten question quiz. Oh, or, or you are two moon things man. you didn't know about the unique pe- persons living in <laughs> Granny Ruth's. <laughs> God. <laughs> Those, oh, I just don't click on those anymore. Ten things you didn't know, especially on YouTube. Guys, those ten things that people didn't know, they probably did know. I, I've got I've got to break it to you. It's true. No surprises. You, you sacks of crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's right. rank this thing. Well, ten things you didn't know about uh, King Kong and Godzilla. Ten things you didn't notice. I'm afraid I noticed those. 
Yeah, Sorry. I noticed all Frank, of the, oh, all ten of them. I know. Anyway, I don't notice all the things. So sometimes yeah. it's weird. Arthur, uh, what are you ranking it? Yeah, Arthur first. Uh, so currently, my top three <laughs> <laughs> are Batman Returns, Lost Boys, and New Nightmare. Uh, so I'm putting Basket Case Two directly below Squirm for my worst movie we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I. I'm not gonna fault I, you for that. It just, up, so I'm not gonna fault you for that. Yeah. Uh Zach or Brian, who wants to go next? Alright, so what is my middle? Um He's just kidding. Give him his bottom three. No, I want to know my middle. Basket case, Valentine, my bloody Valentine, return to Oz. All right, so I'm gonna list this uh as my number twenty one movie as well. <laughs> 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 oh sorry I, I i buried the lead there my bad that was a good that was a good fake out yeah oh my god oh why i'm ready fun fact all right brian well i need we start to know i i would like to know my bottom three <laughs> Your bottom three, Remote Control, uh-huh. My Bloody Valentine, and Terror Train. Well, Brad's going to put this as his number one movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, number one uh, on the charts. Uh, I'm going to say I would actually watch, this goes, I, I can't join you both on being number 21. Unfortunately, this is my number 20. I preferred this over Terror Train. Okay. Yeah, they both have spinning villains that kill oh! themselves or somebody else. People fall off to their doom. I would take the 100% bump of uh, Copperfield, but <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that that seems about right. Congratulations, Basket Case Two. You are now the worst of the worst. <laughs> this is this is no surprise to me. It's just that it's the biggest movie sin is just being boring, right? Like, yep. This was I, I actually was like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this again to refresh today, and I didn't want to, but I was like I have to to make sure I got everything down, you know. And I'd uh, already I'd even already had my sweet treat, so I was just I just had to watch it, not even for any purpose other than to make sure. Yeah, I know, right? I uh, oh. I thought about <laughs> putting it on this evening in the background to just see if something popped me that didn't before, and then I was like. Nah, I'm really okay. Like, uh, I would think the thing that really popped out to me was the the scene again in the shed, the laughing. That was it. Yeah, Yeah. in the end. (laughs) 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 I'll say this: like, like there seems to be some crazy stuff going on in the third. It looked interesting, you know, Belial with his aliens Uh, power loader, and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we won't have to wait long. Yeah, awesome. Uh, oh man, I, I do. I know there's, uh, there's things that happen in the third. That when I was telling you that Hennenlotter had an idea for a fourth, um, I'll wait until we talk about the third cool. to discuss those. Cool. But he had an idea for Basket Case Two Thousand. Very curious. <laughs> it's not. It's not very deep, but he just had a little idea he tossed out. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be really great if you made Basket Case 2000 now. 
<laughs> it would. He's all, he's been making documentaries the last few years, so like no, it would no, be fun it, to see him like come back to some real schlock, and it would be really funny to do a two thousand. Yeah, that's uh, exactly from what the I thing. understand, that was the title. All right, huh? that was the title: Basket Case Two Thousand, coming out in twenty one. That would be I know. phenomenally I, awesome. I love the idea. I, I want to give you guys a lot of head heads up. Here's what we're gonna <laughs> do. It's not where I thought you were going, but hey. Here's what we're going to do. We're all going to come up with our own idea for a fourth one. Okay. I like that. And when we talk about the third one, you pitch it. Okay. So you have plenty of time. Don't don't rush it. Just think about it. I'm game. Okay. Plan. Uh, so pairings. Pairings, yeah. I'll go first. I'm going to okay. snatch up, uh, watch this one, and then... Basket case three. Yeah, that's I, right, Zach. Well, before you say it, the, with how excited you are about it, I wonder if we have the same idea, but go ahead. What do you mean? Um, I want to hear what your pairing is. I'm, I'm curious. Basket, basket case, case three. three. Oh, oh, I didn't hear you say it. It's okay. It, repeating it's I... not a bad thing. Yeah, I'd watch basket case two, <sighs> and immediately you need you need to watch three. Okay. It, 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 it'll make two not sting as bad. It'll take the bad taste out of your mouth. Right. Zach, what uh, what would you go with? That's right, Zach. Well, you think I... Well, yeah. I was going to go with Basket Case 3. So, uh, and then, so we has to be a movie, because then the other thing well, I pair well, this with is a on. match, we, so I'd never have to do see we, it again. Do we have to be um, separate on our pairings? Is that a rule? Yeah, I want to be separate. It's okay, okay. Encouraged. Okay, okay. So I'm going to go with uh, Ghoulies 3. All right. I thought about Ghoulies the other week. That was on my, because I've never watched those. This is Ghoulies on oh. Campus, right? Which is first? I yeah. don't remember. It is. <laughs> I think so. I, I haven't watched two. the Ghoulie movies in so long. Uh, in, it. Bri- yeah, I'll go basket case too, because it's this night's gonna be horrible. <laughs> I gotta look up which poster Ghoulies uh, three is. Ghoulies three is they go to there at the college, I think. Is that the college? Sure. Yeah. It's a, what it's uh? Fun. What unanswered questions would someone have going into this evening? Like I know what we would. Like, is there too much story you'd have to explain going no. in about where we're at in the Ghoulies verse? Ghoulies three just got a lot of pervy uh, stuff in it. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, from the German we'll cover, I... hold on. Die Rasche der Ghoulies is Teuflisch Bosa, is what this poster says. Excellent. <laughs> this is Ghoulies three. The Ghoulies go to college. And it is a college teacher brings the little creatures back to his campus where they proceed to terrorize the faculty and students. Oh, that's not that's not accurate. Out of the bowl and totally out of control. Oh, dear. (laughs) No, that's not accurate at all. He didn't bring them there. That don't really matter to me. (laughs) he, he, He summons them, I believe, inadvertently as well. Right. Come on, guys. Watch the movie. (laughs) <laughs> it's just, like what are they even trying at this point? i know they're just like oh <laughs> uh, it really didn't matter i just picked ghoulies and then threw a number behind it that's, that's how i came to my i would have if i were you i would have chosen ghoulies too i love ghoulies too i like ghoulies too though that's the carnival one yeah 
That's the one I like. That's I've seen thing. zero of the Ghoulies movies. <laughs> the poster, the toilet thing always kind of creeped me out. Oh, man. Well, if you like Evil <laughs> Tunes, you're going to like Ghoulies 3. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> What's that chick's name in, Go- in Ghoulies 3? Well, if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll know exactly Ray Carlton or the other one? Nope. Oh, it's got Kevin McCarthy in Ghoulies 3. I like Kevin McCarthy. He's the uh, bad guy in UHF. Yeah. He's now, this in a looks lot like of a winner. I know, but when I see him, I think of UHF. Pope, uh, Pope Marie Carlton, a.k.a. Yeah, that's what I was poster girl in Dream Warriors. I said... No. Uh, not Dream Warriors. Um, Dream Master. Master. I said Hope Marie the, Carlton. The no, I, didn't know, I thought you were t- said somebody else. You okay. just, I thought... I thought you said uh she's also in hard ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. And she's in she's yeah, you're already getting a, a feel of what uh she does. Acts a lot of her stuff. <laughs> uh she reminds me There she is in the waterbed. She reminds me of somebody else, but she's not that person. Uh Lena Quigley. No, I, no, it's something more modern. Uh, uh, she just reminds me of someone, and I, I, I can't put my it's, finger it, on uh, it. You're thinking, uh, what's her face from American Pie? No. Okay. <laughs> um, in the new Adam 12 TV series, she played nudist girl. Um, in Baywatch, she played woman in boat. <laughs> she had a lot of good roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Huey Lewis and Lose, <laughs> Huey Lewis in the News uh, video, "Give Me the Key," she played woman in car. I thought she was going to say she played the key. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably the thing I know her most from is "Hard Ticket to Hawaii," uh, which is just one of the greatest Andy Sedaris movies ever made. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Now you know she's also the the poster girl from uh, Dream Warriors. Yeah. So good work. Dream Master. Oh, sorry. Fuck off. <laughs> I got like four hours of sleep last night. Dream Master. <laughs> All right. So I would sorry. go with. Uh, it's because I keep my uh, second movie. I keep of the thinking night. of uh, what's his face. Because that's who that's who he uh, that's who dies in that scene. Because he's in Dream Warriors. Uh, yeah, um, I can't remember which one it is. I'll have to. Been a minute. I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah. I'm forgetting my Freddy, so I'm gonna have to go back. Joey. Watch it's Joey. Yeah, the guy that gets the tongue in Dream Warriors. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Arthur, what are you pairing this with? <laughs> I would go with Alex Winter's movie Freaked. And yes. Case two. I love Freaked. The character design. You know, I definitely got a little bit of a freaked feel. Yeah. Um, I only saw it the once. I'd like to catch it again sometime. So, okay, I got a question. This would be, I don't, I, in case we never get to freaked. <laughs> Do you know who plays the dog-faced boy? Is that Keanu? Yes. Yeah. He's uncredited. Mm-hmm. And this and was that- after Bill and Ted. Yes. So you can tell Alex, everybody, buddy, buddy. 
Yeah. Alex Winter directing. I unfortunately it's not on anything other than VHS, right? Yeah, it's something hard to to find. I don't uh, the la- I think I watched oh. it last oh, there's year. A, there's a DVD. There's a Blu-ray for 35 apparently. Yeah, I I, I uh, found it somewhere. It's it this that one's a, a hard find. So we'll I've been wanting to go back to it at some point. DVD yeah. goes for 150. <laughs> That's that like I remember uh, the last time I watched it, I was like, man, that sounds like Keanu Reeves. That's so Keanu Reeves. The Blu-ray you have to import from Spain. <laughs> that was who released a Blu-ray was Spain. Come on, guys. <laughs> the movie's not even like that. It doesn't feel like that's a movie that should be really hard to find. It's got to just be like, I'm surprised Shout Factory doesn't have something on it. Damn my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, you know, Cousin Eddie, uh, what's his face? The guy who plays the. Randy Quaid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the eye and eye, the two Jamaican Rastafarian eyeball guys. (laughs) And they, they get dirt on him and he's like damn my eyes <laughs> i have not i don't know if i've seen this it wouldn't shock me if you haven't seen it i had a roommate that owned it and i watched it that way i uh, saw it on television the thing was on hbo oh it's got bobcat yeah mm-hmm. he's the sock puppet man yeah. yeah uh here's the back review more laughs, laughs than a month of saturday night live Burn. A really odd box review. <laughs> I uh, there are some moments in that flick that do make me laugh pretty hard. There's other ones that are like cheesy bullcrap, but there's some real funny stuff in that. Yeah, I really like the worm when he hisses at somebody. I just I I always laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more Alex Winter acting. Yeah. We didn't get enough of him. Uh, so Mortal Kombat's coming out. The day we release this, it should be out. I'm pretty excited about that. Okay. I, like I said, I saw the one clip. Looks like it'll be fun. Uh, the I think the right people are in it. I... I have no I know idea. I got my hopes up a little bit with Godzilla versus Kong, but I'm gonna go and put my hopes up on this. I'm I'm ready my for hopes, a good movie. My hopes are fully up that it's gonna be better than Annihilation. Oh come on, that bar <laughs> that bar is so low. Like it, no matter what you think of the first one, right? There, you know, at least you could enjoy the first one when it came out. Mm-hmm. When Annihilation, I, I came enjoy out. it today. I enjoyed Annihilation when it came I out. Loved the first After one. about yeah, 94 yeah. minutes, I was really relieved it was over. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I actually the enjoyed movie. the first one more than I did originally. <laughs> These credits are amazing. No, the first one's fine. It's it's fine for, like, well, I don't know. I, okay. It's, it's okay. So it's, <laughs> the more I think about it's it. It's a movie based on a television, or not, but a video game franchise, right? And that's the only reason it got made. Um, because Mortal Kombat was so popular at the time. And you could be like, well, that's kind of forgivable, you know, they, you know, would pump something like this out to 
do whatever. And they stuck mostly with the story, which is excellent. A lot more than you can say for the Mario Brothers and whatnot. But then you go with something else that was popular at the time that was really good and outshines that movie, which is the Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, yeah. When when it came out, you know, that was obviously something they did because it was popular, but they also did a real good job on it. Well, which Ninja Turtles are you talking about? Are you talking about number one? Yeah. Okay, so that came out about five years before Mortal Kombat. Yes, but, I'm not saying same. Yeah, and still great. Ninja Turtles was very popular when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat was very popular when its movie came out. Yeah, I'm not saying it came out at the same time, Zach. I'm saying they were both very popular. The same like, era. It's it's it is also no. I, I I was what I was saying is that those are actually two of the, like you know, for the ninja stuff, those were really good oh. for that came out at the same around rough at the same time, but. Yeah. I was just saying there, there's yeah. distance between them. And so we got to see the, the mistakes of the uh, Ninja Turtles and Turtles 3, you know. Well, I, yeah, but I don't, like, I'm going to say that that first Ninja Turtles movie has yet to be overshined by any Ninja Turtles movie that's been made. No. Like, I think that, like, it's incre- it it's actually, it makes me sad that no one's done better. I better than most movies like yeah i don't know it's It's crazy it's crazy and it's not just good because of the effects effects aren't like some of the stuff doesn't quite mesh up to today's somewhat standard but a lot of it does it's just there's certain there's small things it's not it's not a big deal the look of the turtles is great the actual story of it's great that's what i was going to say the actual story of it is good and it it doesn't even though it's the Ninja Turtles and it was a bunch of kids that liked it at the time, they didn't make it an infantile thing. They actually went, I, I would imagine they went closer to the comic book than they did the cartoon show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the thing we talk about, like with, I know it's from 1990, I believe. Something. But it's the thing we talk about with like 80s stuff where like you didn't dumb down for kids. Yeah. It was directed at kids but it had more and we can talk about it more when we actually uh-huh. watch it but uh yeah it's phenomenal that's probably what I, yeah and that'll be end of rant on ninja turtles do what i said that's well, end of rant for ninja turtles so i was going to ask you games based off of uh or sorry movies based off of video games where does the mortal Kombat original one rank for you guys um, I'd have to think of what that list includes. Well, I'll tell you right one thing. Top. I know the best video game. Movie. Yeah, there you go. Would you like the best one? Yeah. What's your favorite? Silent Hill. Silent Hill is really good. By far. Out of all video game movies, Silent Hill knocks it out of the park. It's good. If you didn't know it was a video game, you wouldn't know it was based off a video game. Okay. I'd have to. I want to go back and watch that one sometime. It's really good. I that's, that's on my list. I'm looking at the list of movies based on games, and for me, I think it's still that Mortal Kombat. Wing Commander's a lot of fun. It's not a great movie, but it's fun. I'd say. I'd say. Like my my all time number one video game movie is uh, Silent Hill. Yeah. Okay. No, I, that's a great pick. 
And I, I imagine a lot of people who've seen that movie probably aren't even aware that it's from a video game. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the uh, second Silent Hill movie? Yes. How is it? It's all right. It, it's I I you know it's got sequelitis so you know but that other than that. Oh, what about you, Zach? Ah, uh, man, I really don't. I was just wondering. Um, I, I thought Silent Hill would be Brian, so I was just more curious with y'all. Uh, my favorite movie off of a video game. I haven't really. I didn't really think about it before I asked the question, so it's probably gonna fall right there with a uh, Mortal Kombat or yeah, probably that one. Yeah. Or maybe maybe Resident Evil Three. I think that's my favorite Resident Evil movie. So. Those uh. <laughs> The sequels really roll together. I actually, I really enjoy that first Resident Evil. Mm, um, I enjoy, I enjoy the. Uh... <clears throat> but they just don't make yeah. enough sense. <laughs> they, <laughs> they never tie them together in a real way. Uh, but they're a lot of fun. They're trash fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, shout out to Mila Jovovich for having two video game titles. As where, as far as I'm aware, she's got the. What it uh, Monster Resident Hunter? Evil movies and Monster Hunter <laughs> and finding a niche, man, making yeah. it work. She's yeah, yeah, it's fine. I got no problem with that. I'm trying to think what else kind of pops up there. Uh, the thing was, is, it's like I, I, this is also from someone who has not seen the Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I've heard the I'm Sonic actually one's curious fun. about seeing it, actually. I, and I've I, heard I, Rampage is underrated. I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah, I've seen Rampage, yeah. Yeah. So it, at least a lot of these are fun. Yeah. Rampage they, is definitely a fun one. I've seen they it. They get frustratingly dumb, like so far from like the idea of what the game may have been a lot of times, but whatever. As far as I'm concerned, the one that must be the hardest to I think it would be better off now than it was then uh, to just throw out a movie because movies are getting to the point where they're not afraid to do things that are way out there. I think Mario Brothers could have waited a couple of decades. Yeah. It's, that. Yeah. What about Street Fighter? Nope. You don't think they could ever get that right? Uh, the animes are great. No, yeah. So that's the thing is like when you when you no, let sorry, animated I, I movies come live, in live action, yeah, <clears throat> and well, and also theatrical because the animated ones get like last year's Mortal Kombat Scorpion Revenge, awesome. Like yeah. that thing's a heck of a ride. Um, well, yeah, it, 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 <clears throat> I don't, I don't on uh, certain animations. I will grant you are you know they should stand alone from live action, but anime in japan is such a big deal yeah it it should count in that category as because they've I'm got just talking real movies though. yeah it's yeah. theatrical they release them in theaters we just don't get them in theaters here right because they don't think uh, we'll go see them i would go see them yeah I, mean, I would love it i'd love to go to a theater that was showing like akira i was just really hoping yeah. when y'all was gonna say your favorite uh dude last year dolby was... akira was okay. showing oh mother that's uh Next time, I guess. It is the 4K release of uh, Akira in theaters last year. Oh, that'd have been nice. Akira, Akira, okay, 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 okay. But I understand that anime is not for everybody. Oh, I. Yeah. There's 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 a stigma with cartoons when it comes to Americans, especially. 
It's like, oh, it's for kids. It's like, man, no, no. If you watch Akira, that shit's not for kids. There's a Ninja Gaiden movie? I was not aware. Oh, oh, then there's Double Dragon. <laughs> Don't get Double Dragon. Well, I was going to say, I hope they're all didn't. starting when to pop s- up now. They're all starting to pop I up. I didn't now. forget it. I just didn't list it. <laughs> no, well, I just, I, yeah, I just want to make sure we, we, you know, everyone knows we're, we're not forgetting anything. Let's see anything else. <laughs> and then there's I video think... games based on movies. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's probably a better. And then there was the Street Fighter video game based on the movie <laughs> where they had the mocap of those guys in there. Yeah. Was that like their multiverse stuff? I, I I haven't been following Mortal Kombat's storyline, you know. Oh, I thought I said Street Fighter. You did. Yeah. Oh, I was just talking about... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I remember that. There was that, a Street Fighter movie game. To yeah, there was. There in. was. That was them trying to capitalize on the motion cap of uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, what else? Uh, Invincible. I'll call it out. I'll call it out again. I had a buddy who was listening to this who checked it out. Are you guys? Are you guys still current? Have you been watching? I've watched the uh, the latest episode came out. As far as I'm aware, is six. Yes. So uh, I'm waiting on seven. You know, I'm episode not... five. I'm not going to go into real detail, but that was one where I was once again just like texting people, like, dude, if you haven't started. Yeah. This is just ridiculous. Episode yeah. five has the most ridiculous battle scene. Yeah, it does. It's the the most like holy cow, that was a battle scene since when when I first saw Kick Ass. Like that was the last time I just like watched a battle and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. And and this one even goes farther, but it's just like oh my god. It was an amazing episode with that battle scene. Yes. Like, there's a lot going on in that the, 40 the, minutes. Uh, the episodes are pretty good. I will yes. say that. I, I haven't been let down by a single one of them yet. So Yeah, six was a little bit of a breather coming off of that. Yeah, I think but, that was the point. Like I, I, was, yes. I expected a bit of a breather. Yeah. So, Zach, watch Invincible on Prime. Eventually. Fantastic! Thanks for trusting. No, I'll get to it whenever it's uh, I'll, whenever the whole season's out, I'll. There's I'll watch two it. more weeks. Get started. Yeah. Oh no! I'll, it'll be uh, that's it. You know, I'll finish it quick. So, damn. Uh you guys got anything to call out? Recommendations? Anything? I get. I'm watching, watching Invincible, and whenever you know the new episode comes out. <clears throat> I believe it's this week, or yeah, should be. Yeah. Other than that, no, nothing much. Nope. Still watching uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> That's uh, finales this week. Oh yeah, it is episode six. Huh. Yeah, they were doing longer episodes and just doing six, but. Uh, that's been a that's been a very full journey as well. So the MCU series have been. I'm I'm a fan. I'm I'm curious on that as how long they're going to um, be running series of that caliber, as opposed because I think they the know, uh, the money's going to run out. Yeah. Well. What? Yeah. Exactly. What I'm saying because I think with how well the seasons they're they're you know episodic shows have done, it 
might start to put a strain on some of their uh, some of the movies because the episodic stuff's been amazing. So I think it it's maybe kicking up. They've talked about and, wanting to move more towards those. I mean, like the network is a big thing for them. There's a lot of stories to tell in the MCU, and there's a lot of new things getting introduced, and being able to flesh them out that way is huge. So, um, and plus, you think about the strength of a series is you don't have to destroy the world every time. I believe yeah. I've mentioned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About the escalation um, mm-hmm. problem with particularly episodic stuff. It's like every season there's a main bad guy for long form storytelling. And you know, you don't need a main bad guy every damn season. Buffy does that actually. There's a maybe one or two seasons in the later seasons they don't have a main bad guy. Nothing nothing world ending. Right. Yeah. The entire thing. And then something does pop up, but it it's it's out of left field. You didn't see it coming. Um which was which is nice. Uh that that's what I like about that particular. Uh, yeah, he's like you know, just take it easy. Sometimes you can you can take a season to keep up the whole like episodic. Hey, we got to deal with this monster, but make a lot of the long form stuff about the characters and not the main bad guy that's causing all the mischief. You know, just just focus on characters for a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that that happens in the comic books. You know, occasionally they don't they don't always have something that's big and bad. X Men's a great example of that. Yeah, the series is making me really happy about that. Um, you know, the um, the hope for me, of course, would be that maybe we get a uh, Daredevil back in something like that. I know we had a lot of really good Daredevil in Netflix, but oh. if you start to get more of those characters in those kind of formats, there's a lot you can do. Um, so... Uh, from the little internet scuttlebutt, apparently Barenthal is still the Punisher for Disney. Good. And there was talks that Charlie Cox will be coming still as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. No, I'd heard that too. Um, it'd be really good if that means that we're also getting Egger as uh, Kingpin. Oh, man. Egger, your so- uh, skin's hanging off. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's I, what a what a diverse actor. He was Thor. Yeah. He was Egger. He's Kingpin. Uh, Sugar. Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> is just wasn't Thor such a treat. He was Thor. He was Adventures not... in Babysitting Thor. is canon. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said it. <laughs> I, I hey, hey man, like it, we had time. two examples of Thor in move or in. TV movies or movies in the 80s. We had the Thor that was running around the Hulk made for TV movie, and we had D'Onofrio in Adventures and Babysitting, and I recognized D'Onofrio as Thor more than the guy that was in the Hulk series. Obviously. Kind of sad that we don't see any any uh any more of Zeus. Uh of Zeus? Yeah, from that Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> Because uh, Tiny died. Yeah, Tiny <laughs> passed away last year. Oh no! Yeah, I didn't know so, that. Saw yeah. a lot of them. He was Debo <laughs> in Friday. And they got him in Gotham City finally. Yep, 
he saved a saved a boatload of uh, people. Yeah, he uh, he had the courage to do what should have been done. You know, you yeah, I would do what you should have did. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty minutes. He was also the galactic president or whatever. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's where he rules. Fifth Mrs. Alpha. Dallas, I'd like to congratulate. Oh, <laughs> uh, you you're not the president. You don't even sound like the president. The president's an idiot. You don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> So I got that's... you. Am I am the president? <laughs> ha ha! Oh man, we are still rambling. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're long. So uh, we're going to close this next out. week's movie is what it is. So uh, two weeks, I guess. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. The next movie we review, we are going to make Arthur watch something he has not watched, and he is going to go in it kicking and screaming. Uh, we're going to watch the first Saul. Saul 1. It's all for you, Damien. That's right. So it's going to be a reunification of Carrie Ells and Danny Glover. I'm really excited. I want to mention something. Ruined horror movies for a decade. I want to mention something. Danny Glover's in the movie as a Mm -hmm. cop, detective. And I guess in the new Saw that's coming out, Chris Rock is also a detective. Does this link up the Lethal Weapon universe? That's, yeah, that's what I was hoping. <laughs> I mean, that's so, for you to tell us, Brian. I think I'm going to work on this real hard. Butters. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. We got Martal and Butters. Yeah. <laughs> that's Butters, baby. So I just assumed he would have retired by that time. Yeah. Well, Arthur's it's getting too old for this shit. I only brought it up to see the dejection on your face. It's yep, yeah, we're we're watching this for Arthur. So for my rankings, I put Saw just below Basket Case Two. We'll see. We can get into next week if you think Saw ruined horror movies for the for a decade. Because I, I I will disagree with you on that. Okay, I'm gonna save my. Uh... I, you know, I like, I, I, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But I know that there were things that it introduced that others copied. There was two things that happened around this time. Yep. There was the move to this style. And then there was way too many, uh, creepy, random Japanese meowing kid movies that spun off of like grudge and stuff that it felt like everything just felt like one or the other. So, and that might be me just kind of putting too much of a stamp across a period of time. Okay, so you have to watch this with the mind about this singular movie, not about I, I, everything I else. I am. I'll watch it. And not with, like, I'm just saying from from my, from my the time that I observed it coming out and what followed it, that's what it felt like. That's all. All right, so the next okay. movie is Human Centipede. I... <laughs> I will absolutely. We we. I I will do some form of executive decision, and we will never do human centipede. <laughs> okay, he this said is... we couldn't do human centipede, Brian, but we still have two and three. We could get those in there. No. I'm just gonna delete the episode. 
I'm just not gonna watch it. We're not gonna do it. No, 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 Let's watch things no. that are fun. I've got I've got no desire to talk about human centipedes, so yeah. no. But I only brought up Saul. I only brought up Saul for the fact that Arthur told us way back in our episode number one time that he'd never seen Saul. Well, screw you, Arthur. Yep. Hey, dude, I've only watched two of them, so Oh, that means I've watched the most. Mm-hmm. So, but that's because I'm mostly a completionist. Saw, Zach? <laughs> I'm mostly a completionist. They can watch it on their television screens, Arthur. Oh, did you look it up? A lot of times you're like, "Well, I was looking at Tubi and I saw that I could watch." Okay, it's on first one of, the of all, I've never, never been like, "I was looking at Tubi." It's either on HBO Max or Netflix. I think, I believe it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Yep. Saw. It's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yep. So frustrated for a full decade. So frustrated about this. I know. You know what, Arthur? You know what, Arthur? I think you're going to feel better when we talk about it. I think you will. More specifically, when I talk about it. Who's to say that I might not enjoy it? I might like something about it. Who knows? But I just... Uh, This uh, is on my list of, like, I never cared to watch it. Well, and I never cared to watch Squirm, and I I watched it. Oh, come on. That's not the same. Squirm had merit. That's not not (laughs) the same. (laughs) Squirm. Uh. All right. Anybody else you think to throw in? We'll be off a week. Yeah, maybe yeah. longer now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no. I think I, I have a prediction, and I think Arthur's going to feel better when I talk about the movie. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. A weird episode. Take us home. Oh yeah, it has been a weird episode. Folks. There's a lot of uh moments in your life where you really should just, you know, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes, you know, that kind of thing. If a woman tells you openly that she is a freak, you might want to believe her. <laughs> That, that's probably about the gist of it, because she's probably not lying, because I, I believe there's a... Most human beings mean it when they say they're... when they're adamant over and over again that they are freakish, because most people don't want to admit to something like that on a, on most levels, but if, 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 if she means it, you, you should believe it. There's something going on. And that's really the... That's all I got there. It's just... It's not about just believing a person at their word. It's there's situations, and that was a situation. She's like, "No, no, listen to me. I'm, I, I am. I totally belong here amongst these freaks. You're not listening. Just believe her, and and you know, be ready for the surprises ahead. And maybe you won't accidentally kill them." Mm-hmm.